When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. The holidays are pretty much here already. Are you starting to feel a little stressed or maybe worried about getting through the holidays this year? You might be asking, why do the holidays seem to intensify the loss that I'm feeling? Or how am I going to get through this? Or what can I do to make this season easier? All very valid questions. Facing the holidays while grieving the loss of a spouse is overwhelming. That's where my book can really help. It's called The Widow's Holiday Guidebook. 45 Days of Self-Reflection, Self-Compassion, and Self-Care. This book is designed to be your guide through this sometimes stressful time of year. Each day is represented with a different tip, thought-provoking insight, exercise, activity, or piece of advice to navigate the holiday season one day at a time. In this book, you'll learn to process unpredictable emotions, prioritize what matters to you, make new traditions, focus on self-compassion, and doing what feels right, not forced. Consider this your grief survival kit for the holidays. This guidebook will uplift and encourage you, empower you to move through the end of the year with courage, confidence, and hope. Download your copy today. You can get the book at www.widow180.com forward slash books. That's www.widow180.com forward slash books. Good morning, Widow 180 listeners. Let's start off today's podcast with a quote. This is from Marcus Aurelius, who says, The nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. The nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. I want to start off with that quote about calming the mind because the topic for today is anxiety. This is a monster of a topic, I know, and I plan on covering the topic of anxiety a lot next year. But today, we're talking about three ways to manage anxiety during the holidays. However, the tips that I'm sharing with you today aren't just specific to the holidays. They're actually things you can do and tools that you can use throughout the year, any time of year when you start to feel anxious. When I do my interviews with my guests on the podcast, anxiety is usually one of the topics that comes up. It's one of grief's pain-in-the-ass sidekicks, you know. Anxiety is usually hanging out right there, too. Anxiety is so relentless and so prevalent when we lose someone that 
I know for me, it was one of those things that I thought it would never go away. I mean, I really and truly thought, am I going to feel this way forever? Because it was something that I had never experienced before. You know, that level of anxiety had never run through my body in my entire life. So I didn't know what to do with it. I had no idea, especially in the first six months or so, at least. But even into a couple of years later, I still had heightened anxiety that would come up. And I didn't know how to handle it. I wasn't aware that there are things that you can do to minimize it and manage it, not completely control it or eliminate it like we want to, but manage it so that at the very least, I could try to maintain a normal functioning life and not let it take over my life. But especially now during the holidays, like everything else surrounding grief, it gets amplified because of expectations we feel like we have to meet because of the triggers that we face, which I talked about on episode 151. That was five stress triggers you might face during the holidays. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that one. That was episode 151. We talk about the pressure we have and that we put on ourselves to do everything and make things feel normal for ourselves and for our kids despite the fact that we are missing a foundational part of our family, it becomes an unrealistic expectation we put on ourselves and causes us stress, anxiety, and even panic. But if you take away anything from today, I want you to remember this, that you have power over the panic. You have the power within you, the strength within you to calm your mind. And it's tough when you're in a moment of panic because you truly feel powerless. It's like it's taken over your body and your brain. It feels like an overpowering part of you. But I want you to know that you can take that control back and take steps to overcome that feeling. Let's go over three ways that you can manage anxiety. Number one, become aware that you are feeling anxious. The first step is always self-awareness. When you feel off, when you feel anxiety and panic coming on strong, notice it. When you can notice the first initial feeling of panic is when you can immediately step in its way and will yourself to relax more. Notice the tension in your chest or your breathing that becomes shallow and will yourself to physically relax your body. You can do that. The thoughts may still want to come and flood your mind, but we can tell our bodies to relax. Tighten your fists and then relax. And do that again. Tighten your fists and then relax. It's like you're reminding your body what it feels like to be calm. Put your hand on your heart so you can feel your breathing and notice it. What's happening with your breath? What's going on? Is it shallow? Is your breathing confined to just the upper part of your lungs? Or is it expanding down into your belly like it should? I just did an interview with Michelle Collins. That episode is coming out soon. I'm really excited about it, probably in the next few weeks. But she is a yoga and meditation coach. And during the interview, we talked about a simple thing that you can do to calm yourself. It was a belly breathing exercise. 
So when you notice your breath is shallow in your chest, move your breathing to your belly. Put your hands on your stomach and feel the breath moving through your body in a deeper, longer breath. Let's try this right now. Put your hands on your stomach and take a few deep breaths, making sure to expand your belly with each long breath. And do this a few times. You can close your eyes to help you focus on your breath. Breath work is essential for helping anxiety. And it's something you can always come back to easily wherever you are. Number two, aside from breath work, another thing that I've found to be really helpful when managing anxiety is to do something about those swirling thoughts in your head. You know, the ones that make us spiral. You can push those intrusive thoughts aside by replacing them with other more kind thoughts. You can replace them with affirmations that you tell yourself, either out loud or to yourself. But I find speaking them out loud, to me, it just makes it feel more powerful. So here are some powerful affirmations that you can use. The first one is, I welcome peace into my heart. Y'all, I have said this one so many times, I can't even count. But in different ways too, I would kind of like make a request to the universe, give me peace in my heart, or I need peace in my heart. But I welcome peace in my heart was always a go-to phrase for me to calm myself down. You can also say, I am at peace. I am at peace. Or as I breathe, I relax. As I breathe, I relax. Another one is, I can move past this moment. Or I choose to feel calm. I choose to feel calm. Or I choose how I feel and I feel love and light. I choose how I feel and I feel love and light. Those are just some examples. You can make up your own, of course, whatever feels good to you, whatever brings you comfort, whatever makes you feel calm. Number three, this last tip for managing anxiety has come up several times with several of my podcast guests. But one of the most memorable conversations was with Sabine Horner. I did her interview on episode 85, so you can go back and listen to that one. I love her. Love her. She is amazing and brilliant, and I learn something new every time I talk to her. She's a grief nutritionist who's also come to talk to our Widow Squad members. But one of the things that she talked about was the calming effect of repetitive actions. Repetitive actions help reduce stress. And Sabine says, I'm sure you notice when people are panicking or feeling an anxiety attack that they rock back and forth. It's the repeated motion of rocking that helps calm us down. But there are other repetitive actions we can do that benefit us. And these are simple, easy things that you can do that have this calming effect. One of them is just to rub lotion on your hands or your feet or both. It's almost like a self-massage that has a soothing effect. Another thing to do is to clean and scrub. And nobody really wants to do that, but 
scrub the sink or scrub the tub, doing that repeated motion can help your body release some of the tension. And bonus, your house gets clean. The last one that Sabine talked about to our Widow Squad members was stirring and cooking and even chopping. So get a good recipe for a yummy soup or something. Do some chopping and some stirring. That repetitive action is calming. And again, bonus because now you have an awesome meal plus probably some leftovers. So let's do a little recap of these three ways that you can manage anxiety. Number one was becoming aware that those panic feelings are creeping in and do something about it immediately. Stop, take a pause, notice your breath, take some long, deep belly breaths, tighten your fists, then release them, and just remind your body what it feels like to relax. Number two, push aside those intrusive thoughts by replacing them with kinder words. I welcome peace into my heart. I choose to feel calm. Make up your own phrases, whatever feels right to you. And number three, repetitive actions help soothe our minds and our bodies. Try sitting and taking some time to be in the moment. Do something like pet your cat or dog. Be in the moment and rub lotion on your hands or your feet. Or find a great recipe to try and do some chopping and stirring like Sabine suggests. These are all great ways to combat stress and help us relax. And remember that quote from Marcus Aurelius, the nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. Please be sure to subscribe and share this podcast episode with someone who needs it. You can check out my other blog posts about handling the holidays at widow180.com. Or get in our Facebook group, it's Widow 180 Community, or you can follow us on Instagram at The Widow Squad. I am sending all of you peace and calm this weekend as we get into Christmas. My heart is with all of you and you are in my heart. For those of you traveling somewhere this weekend, please, please be careful and safe travels to you. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, believe in the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180 the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180 the community, on YouTube at Widow 180 the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.